0: amen it's a blessing to be with you this morning i would uh, i got up this morning and i realized that i would not be anywhere else right now you know it's amazing to get up and know that you are in your purpose exactly where you are called to be you know when we are in our purpose uh, we are uh, we have god's provision we have god's protection Um, everything that we need is on us because we are in that purpose and in that assignment and so i want you to know that you can get up in the morning and you can know that you are where you need to be now when it comes to divine appointments the earth is a divine appointment right now if you are on the earth right now you are in a divine appointment God has called us to live in this time right now and it's a critical time you know all the apostles and disciples longed to live in this time where we're living right now and we get to be here So there's a lot of people that want to leave. I'm staying. We've got work to do here, and we're going to continue until that last moment. We're not going to give up. Amen? And so God needs us right now more than ever. His kingdom needs every one of us to participate. Amen? Amen. Thank you, uh, uh, Dr. Henry and uh, Pastor Jackie. Good to see both of you. I'm praying for you. I want you to know that I'm praying for both of you. Um, You are in my prayers always, and I'm honored just to have you in this room here today with us. Thank you, both of you, for being here. Pastor Cindy and her husband that is growing like a rocket, he's just uh, (laughs) going from one level to another level, another level. Every time I see him, he's just in a different capacity. It's a blessing to be with you and also to spend some time with you last night. I appreciate that. Uh, I want to honor the leadership that's here, everyone that has been involved, that have been participating in this uh, ministry. We honor you and we celebrate you. Amen. Let's pray and we can get into the word. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. And as we open up your word. That it will go forth without any hindrance, Lord. I pray that you prepare every heart, every mind, Lord, to receive the uncompromised word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. My wife sends her greetings. She has just returned back to South Africa um, this uh, week and uh, uh, with our two boys, Sandra and Josh. We've been here for a couple of months and uh, they just head back to South Africa. And uh, I will uh, be back there in, uh, in a week from now, be back with them. So she sends her greetings. Um, I'll definitely try to bring her somewhere in the future. I would love for her to come and experience uh, California and uh, this area, but she sends her, her greetings. It's uh, amazing to have a family that uh, is supportive and that's with me in ministry. When God calls an individual, He calls a family. And so they participate and they are part of uh, this moment, part of everything that I'm doing. Um, on the, in this year, my son, which is seven years old, I took him with me for the first time on a trip. And, uh, you know, as uh, growing up in, in a house of ministry, people think that, you know, you prophesy over your family and children every day. It doesn't work that way. And uh, so I took him with me to a church in Dallas this uh, on this trip, and it was the very first time for him to go with me and to go and minister with me. And so it was an incredible experience and also impartation into his life to be in, in the room right, right there and to experience what was happening. And uh, the church responded and they said it was amazing because I told him he's not going to go to children's church. He has to, to sit with me through the meeting and experience that and the prophetic. So the church was amazed. They said uh, it's incredible how he behaved. And uh, I had to speak to you in Afrikaans a couple of times and they were really impressed uh, but what they didn't know is that I told him in my language that if he would move, I would kill him. But uh, um, they, they thought he was uh, really well behaved. And but it was wonderful to have him on that trip with me and let him experience um, the prophetic you know, for the very first time. And uh, it was just a wonderful trip for us. Amen. I want to start and share a word with you um, that I have for this here. And uh, then we're going to get into imparting this morning. I want to greet those of you that are watching on live stream and uh, or, or the, the recording. Now, one thing that happens is the only way, I'm going to touch it on, on it tonight, the only way we receive impartation is when we are in the room. You can be motivated, encouraged, and... Uh, Uh, you know, uh, over YouTube or uh, Facebook, but you cannot receive impartation. You have to be in the room to receive impartation. When they uh, waited on the Holy Spirit in Acts, they had to wait in the room. There was a designated place where they had to wait. And so God started to pour out His Spirit from Acts, and He's still busy pouring out His Spirit on His people today. And so as we come here today, there's many that are filled with the Holy Spirit, but God is still busy pouring out His Spirit right now in this room. And that's why we come together to receive that impartation. So I want to encourage those that are watching uh, through live stream to be in the room, to participate, to come and to be filled and to be refreshed in the room. There's something that is called corporate faith or corporate anointing. Everyone has faith in this room. But when we come together, there's people in this room that have little faith, great faith or no faith. But it doesn't matter when we get in the room, there's enough faith in this room for a miracle to happen. There's enough faith here. So there's times where I have little faith, but you have great faith. But once we come together, then suddenly we all have access to breakthroughs and to miracles because we are combined. And that's why we gather. That's why we we come together. We set out this time. I do believe that as we set out this time together that God would honor the meeting. When a a couple get married, they, they dress you know beautifully, and they have cake and guests and it's a whole celebration and God honors that meeting. you know that's not the marriage, they sign a document and there's lots, but there's a spiritual connection to that in the same way as we gather here today, I believe that God will honor this meeting and uh, he will honor it in such a way where he will hear our prayers. He will set churches free. He will set people free. He will touch those that cannot worship this morning, that cannot pray this morning, that cannot gather this morning. And so for us to come together, it will have a tremendous effect within the world right now, not just America, but globally, God can change things because we are gathered in his name. Amen. So he will honor us, you know, for coming together. I want to encourage you to come together this year. Now God spoke to me in the beginning of this year from Luke chapter 10 verse 2, beginning of the year, every year I would wait on the Lord to say God, speak to us as a family. And uh, I don't pray for a word for nations or for South Africa or for America. I pray and I say God, speak to me. And uh, you know when you when God can speak to you, he can speak through you. And so I'm focused not on getting words globally, but words personally. To say Lord, speak to me. And as I waited on the Lord, he gave me Luke chapter 10, verse 2. And God said to us as a family, he said that 2021 is the year and season of harvest. And this morning, I want to release this over your life. When I left South Africa, God said to me, go. uh, And as you travel globally, I want you to release this word upon my people that this is their season for harvest. And so prophetically, I release it over everyone in this room right now that this is your season of harvest. Now, prophecy doesn't start when we, uh, you know, we, we greet people at the door, then we have praise and worship, then we have a tithe and offering message, then we have a message, and then we have prophecy. No, prophecy starts from the first moment when you walk into the door. As you come into the room, prophecy starts to go forth. You know, as we worship, prophecy comes forth. If you would listen to that tithe and offering message, you hear prophecy comes forth. And so as I release this right now, I want you to receive this prophetic word over your life right now that this is your season for harvest. then Lord said to me three very things. And I remember when He spoke to me, I saw this in a vision, the most beautiful harvest that is ready out there. What was amazing is that there was more than enough for everyone. This is not a harvest that we have to fight for, compete for. God has a designated harvest (laughs) that is set out for you, that is prepared just for you. Now, this harvest that I'm speaking about is a harvest in business, a harvest in ministry, a harvest in health. A harvest in family a harvest in relationships a harvest in marriage there's a harvest that's prepared for you that he has set there and in this moment when I saw this vision I looked down and I saw obstacles right in front of the harvest and the Lord said to me that there will be obstacles in this season in front of that harvest ask the Holy Spirit for a strategy to navigate through these obstacles to get to the harvest that I've intended for you. And so if there's obstacles in front of your harvest, don't give up. Ask Holy Spirit, show me what do I need to do? And immediately He will give you a plan, a blueprint of what you need to do to navigate through these obstacles to get to the harvest that He's intended for you. This year when we left South Africa, there's been many obstacles for us. But it is better to go in a, through a storm with a word than without a word. And so when we experience these obstacles, I knew that God said there's going to be obstacles, but get a strategy. And in those moments, and I can tell you of many obstacles we had this here, but every time in that moment I said, Lord, just show me what to do. And He showed me exactly this is what you need to do right now. And so it has been inconvenient But yet, I'm not going to miss out on the harvest that God has intended for me. And so God shared three things with me. I want you to write it down. Number one, He said that there's a harvest and it's ready. Go and harvest the fields of abundance. This is a season where we need to get momentum again. When you have momentum in your life and you hit a speed bump, that momentum drives you over the speed bump. But when you lose momentum, the smallest obstacle brings you to a complete standstill. And so it is time for us to get momentum back into our spiritual lives. Yeah. To pick momentum up again. That when, whatever we face, we just go through it because we have gained momentum again. And then secondly, which is the most important part for this season, the Lord said to me, He said, It is not those who planted that harvest, but those that show up in harvest time. Wow. A lot of people think because they've planted, they're going to get a harvest. But the fact is that the farmer is just as present in harvest season that he's in planting season. He doesn't sit back and say, well, the harvest will find my barn. No, he gets up early in the morning and he goes and harvests that field and he fills his barns with that harvest. So this is a time for us to show up. We cannot sit back and say, no, I've planted a seed. It's okay. No. I have to get up. I have to go to church. I have to show up for business. I have to I need momentum so that God can move in that particular moment right there. The woman at the well had momentum in her life. You know, the woman that pressed through the crowd, she had momentum in her life. She she pushed through. She went for something. When Jesus said to the woman at the well, "I have I have water." She said, "I want that water." She she started to get momentum. She went for for what he's invited there into. And then lastly, the Lord said to me, this year, 2021, he says, there will be a peace upon my people that will be unexplainable. Amen. So no matter what we face, we'll have the peace of God upon our lives. People will look at you and you'll be in the same storm that they are, but yet you'll have peace. And I look at this and I use Jesus as an example. When Jesus stood in front of Pilate, he did not lose his peace. Pilate threatened him and said, speak up, don't you know that I have authority over you? And he said, no, the only authority that you have is which my father has given you. When Jesus was arrested in the garden, he did not lose his peace. The disciples did. (laughs) He said, no, don't you know that I have a legion of angels available to me right now? When Jesus was in the storm, he did not lose his peace. I want to say to you, church, It is time for us to enter a place where no matter what we face and what we go through, we will not lose our peace. We will hold on to that peace that God has given us. Even though we're in the storm, you don't have to lose your peace. Hold on to your peace. There's some of you that have to fight for your peace. Don't allow people or the enemy to disrupt and to steal your peace. Hold on to that peace. So, No matter what we go through in this season, we have the peace of God (laughs) upon us. And people, the world, will not understand it. Because they will look at you and say, how can you be so re- relaxed through this? This is a crisis. This is a global crisis. But yet you have peace. You have the peace of God that is on you. Amen? And so this is the word that, I, that God has given me for the year. And I want to release it over you this morning. That this is your season of harvest. Amen? I want you to read with me in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. And I'm going to come back to this. Uh, shortly now in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 he says the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli in those days the word of the Lord was rare there were not many visions there's many different flows of God's voice today in our lives now I want you to know that God has a word for every person in this room every person that's in this room God has a word for you There's not one person that's excluded. There's not one person here that God got up this morning and he forgot about you. He has a word for every person that's in this room right now. I might be limited to minister to everyone, but he is not. His Holy Spirit is not. And if we would start to seek God the way we seek prophets, (laughs) he might speak to you. You'll hear his voice directly if you start to seek him, if you start to hunger after him and after his word. And so in the Old Testament, visions was a way of God God communicating to the people. God spoke to them. There was many various flows of the voice of God, but visions and dreams was one of the flows of God. And so it says in Samuel, it says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. So it was a flow that was there, but there was, it was limited. In the same way that the Holy Spirit was limited, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people and left. You know, He didn't stay, He didn't fill them. It was moments of the anointing, moments where they were empowered, and that's what they knew of the anointing. They did not know about an abiding anointing. Yes. They knew that he, he came and He went. There was certain times, certain moments, and it was rare. And then in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, he says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. So God spoke to them in visions. Now, we think the way that they saw visions, we imagine that it was something like 3D television. That's what you think it, it was. You know, they had no idea of what we have today. They had no television. They had no 3D. They had no graphics and Art that we have today, so visions to them was was a thought that came up, it was a vision, it was a picture that came up there was no there was nothing outwardly that could encourage that. it was something that came inwardly upon them and they saw a vision there was nothing like that that they could, could compare it with so there was there was visions, but it was rare now in the book of uh, in the book of acts chapter two verse seventeen. I want to fast forward. He says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. We live in a time right now where the Holy Spirit has been poured out and is still being poured out. And suddenly, visions is available to everyone. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit is available to everyone. Suddenly, we have access dreams and visions. Now that is one of the flows of God's voice in our lives and this morning I am going to impart in the next couple of minutes visions and dreams to you. If the enemy has corrupted that area in your life, that flow in your life, I am going to impart acceleration that you will see visions, that you will dream dreams and that flow in your life will be open to be able to see God. Now remember, the enemy tries to corrupt every area, every flow of God in our lives. And today, unfortunately, he is doing it with media, with television, with media, with YouTube, all that stuff out there. There's a flow that God gave you where he could communicate to you through pictures, through dreams. And yet the enemy comes and corrupts that place, puts negative things in it, puts horror things in it, it tries to corrupt that area that you cannot hear the voice of God in that place. Now, there's a big difference between a vision and a nightmare. Okay. It's not the same thing. A nightmare is only a corrupted vision. It is an area where God speaks to us and the enemy corrupted that area. He closed it. And the, the purest form of communication The enemy corrupted that because you filled that place with junk. You filled it with stuff that you never, you you never were supposed to see it, but you filled it with that area. Now, through His Holy Spirit, He can cleanse that area so that we have an open channel. I am very selective today in what I put in front of my eyes. I'm very selective. And there's certain things today where I have to limit myself from that, Because I don't like it if they choose what they want to put in front of my eyes. I want to be the person. I want to be the one who can choose what I want to look at. And so I don't want anything that chooses for me. That puts things in front of my eyes that I did not choose. I want to look at what I wanted to look at. Because I want to keep that flow pure and not corrupt the flow of visions in my life. Amen? Okay. (laughs) Choose what you put in front of your eyes. If it's in front of you and you don't want that, do not look at that. Don't do research on that. Don't read it. There's people that's in this room right now, half of the books that you are reading you need to throw in the dustbin because it's only corrupting an area, a flow of visions and dreams in your life. Keep it pure. Now, Andre, what book do I need to read? If you want to read any book, read the Bible. I get these messages the whole time of people asking me, what do I need to read? Just read the Bible. I'm still trying to read the Bible. Focus on that. Read the Bible. Put that in front of your eyes. You know, that's life. Amen? Amen. I want to explain to you how dreams and visions work and how the enemy has turned it the opposite way. He has turned it around completely. A place where God gave us visions and dreams, the enemy took that and he turned it around in such a way where he put all the pressure and the responsibility on us when it comes to dreams now if you go and look at the dish dictionary the word see the word see has many meanings uh, a couple of them is one see means to experience it means panoramic view to have panorama view but the word see the word see also means to witness when an accident takes place there's two parties that that looked at that at that moment but then they call a third party a witness because the witness had panoramic view had perspective from both parties as the one person shared this is what i this is what i saw the other one said no this is what i saw but then they call a witness the witness had panoramic view of the whole episode and could say well this is what really happened so the word see means to witness okay now the word vision means it's a mental image of what the future will or could be like. That is the word vision. So when we see a vision, God gives us a mental image of what the future could be like. And that's why a prophetic word is an invitation of what the future could be like. When you receive a prophetic word, it is not a prediction, but an invitation. I'm not predicting the future i'm inviting you into a future and so it's invitation of what the future could or be like we have a couple that are going through a difficult season and they get a prophetic word of what their future could be like but they have to choose we have a business that's busy going bankrupt and they get a prophetic word of what the future of that business could be like god's perspective but then that individual still needs to choose whether they want to believe it or take it or not. And so God gives us dreams and He gives us visions uh, and He gives us prophetic words. But a dream or a vision or a prophetic word without a response only remains a dream and a vision. When we respond to that, then suddenly the supernatural is being released at that moment. Now, I want you to read with me Jeremiah and I'm ending with this Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11 to 12 and so I want to explain this to you that God comes and he gives visions just make peace with it that we are not smart enough to generate visions it's not from you it's God God gives visions he inspires it in us things that has been created has been invented today came from a place came from a creator you know (laughs) there's a flow there's an unlimited flow there's a place where where it originates from a source and that source is not us it is something that flows through us so God comes and he gives you a vision the challenge is that many of us are overwhelmed by those visions because we get visions and then we look at the magnitude of it and we think well I don't have the resources for that. I don't have the ability to do that. Um, we get visions of things that's going to happen in our lives and we don't see ourselves there. We look at our, our limitations and we think, well, I don't, I don't have the ability to be able to do that. Uh, I don't have the resources to be there. I've learned throughout my life that resources does not produce visions. But visions produce resources. Resources does not produce dreams. Dreams produces resources. And so we we put the pressure on ourselves to say, well, I don't have the capacity for this, but let me explain to you how God's visions and dreams works through Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. So God comes and He gives a vision to Jeremiah. He says, the word of the Lord came to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? So God gave him the vision. He says, I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So God comes and he takes a vision. He gives you the vision. And then after he gave you the vision, God says, "Um, what did you see? And then most of us respond to what, what we've seen in doubt, in unbelief. But God is looking for a witness to see what he sees and would come into agreement with him. And so he gives you a vision. And then after that, he says, what did you see? And so Jeremiah says, I see a branch of an almond tree. And God says, okay, give me the vision back. Thank you. You've seen correctly, and now I will watch over my word. So God is looking for people right now that can just see what He sees. God is looking at California right now. He's saying, is there anyone that can see what I see over California? And people see lack, they see negativity, they see limitations. God is looking at promise, the promised church right now, and he's looking at the expansion, at the new building, and he says, is there someone that can see what I see? God is looking at your life right now, and he says, he gives you the vision, and he says, can you see what I see? And then as soon as you see what he sees, you are becoming a witness to what God has seen. You are coming into agreement with him, And then God says, okay, you've seen correctly. Now give me the vision back. Because I will watch over my word. The word there, I will watch over my word is, I will bring it into fulfillment. And if it doesn't exist, I will create it. That is what that word means. So God is just looking for someone that can look past COVID, that can look past a pandemic, That can look past the limitations that the world has right now. And God says, is there anyone that I can find on the earth right now that can see what I see? And when we see that, suddenly we come into agreement with Him. You see, I don't know where we started to get off on a track where we're trying to pray God into the vision. (laughs) (laughs) And He's trying to get us into the vision. So God has is, is given you a vision, and then you start that business, but then you start to live in doubt, and you say, God, would you please bless this business? But, but he was the one who gave you the vision to start it. God told you, start the church. And now we, we're in a place where we're praying, God, please uphold the church. Please let the church survive. It was his vision from the beginning. <laughs> but we put the pressure on us, and we saying to ourselves, that listen. I don't have the ability to do this. God never asked you for the resources for the vision. He's just looking for someone that can see what he sees. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He didn't ask you to do it. He's just looking for someone that can see what he sees. I pray this morning for a release of visions and dreams upon your life. I pray that God would show you what your future looks like. I pray that God would show you what your business looks like, what the ministry looks like, and that you would dream again without limitations, that you would gain visions again without obstructions, without limitations, and that you would just see what He sees. And as soon as you do it, then God says, yes, you have seen correctly. And so to illustrate to you this morning, God is saying, He's coming to you, He's saying, I am going to bless and prosper your business. And so he says it to him, and God says, so what did, what did you see? And then he replies, he says, I see that you are going to prosper and bless my business, so put your hand on there, come. And God says, okay, hold on to it, this is the promise, come. God says, okay, let's go and do it. God never left the vision. He came with the vision. He said, this is the plan that I have for you. He says, yes, I see it. God says, okay, let's go make it happen. It's teamwork. God never took the vision away from him. You know, he didn't, he didn't leave the vision. So God says, now we are going to make it happen. You are seeing what I am seeing. Now let's go for it. And now suddenly God starts to take that business in the midst of crisis, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of all odds that's against it. God is speaking to your health this morning. He says, I see you are well. And he's saying, what do you see? And you respond and you're saying, I see I'm well. And God says, okay, let's go make it happen. Let's get back on the road of recovery. You might have a financial crisis right now. And in that midst of the crisis, God says, I see that your life overflows with abundance. What do you see? And at that moment, you have to, Take faith and you have said, say, okay, God, I look, I'm looking beyond my, my disability. I'm looking beyond my limitations right now. I see what you see. And God says, okay, let's go make it happen. Amen? Amen? Yes. Okay. Yes. maybe see seated. Thank you. I want you to quickly close your eyes and just raise up your hands right now. Father, thank you for visions right now in this room. Visions, Father. Father, show them visions, Lord, of what their future looks like. I want to ask you just right now in a second, ask God anything. Ask Him anything. Ask Him about your children. Ask Him about your business. Ask Him about ministry. Ask Him about your, anything that you want to ask Him right now. Just ask Him and immediately a vision will come and God will show you what the future looks like of that. Immediately. Without limitations. Without any obstruction. Without. Immediately. This is what the future looks like. God, what's going to happen with my children? This is where they're going. Lord, what's going to happen with my life? This is it. God, what's going to happen with my business? This is it. Here's a picture. Thank you, Father, for visions. It's coming forth right now in this room. Visions in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to, be se- to just lower your hands. This is a flow of visions that have just started in your life. I want to encourage you at any moment, When you need an answer from God, ask Him and then allow vision to come. And when that vision comes, receive it in faith. I spoke to God last week. I said, Lord, just make my life easier. I said, God, I've got a plan for you. I I had a really good plan. I put it out. I said, Lord, just do this. Just do this. Just make my life easier. If you shift this in place and do this there, it's going to be so much easier for me. And God spoke to me and said, "Andre." I do not do easy. I do faith. God said, if you can believe for it, I can do it. I don't do easy. You're speaking a language that I I don't understand. I hear faith. If you can believe for it, I can do it. Amen? Sir, there with the black, would you please stand up? Yes. What's your name, sir? Jim. Jim. This morning, God is releasing visions upon you you've been limited for so many years by people and also yourself limiting yourself from dreaming and seeing the future that God has for you, it's great what you've done and up until now where you are but God says a lot more is coming to you right now, I see acceleration coming to you in this season of your life this year, next year 2022 you will enter one of the best seasons of your life, now you've done great But the Lord says, I want to take it further. I want to lift it up. And so prepare yourself, get ready for dreams to come. God's going to magnify everything that you're doing right now. He's going to accelerate that. But the Lord is dealing with two very specific limitations right now. People that have put limitations on you that have stopped you from being able to to grow from being able to become what God has called you to be. God is removing those two obstacles and limitations from you right now so you can soar up and be what He's called you to be. Okay, bless you, sir. What's your name there with the black? Yes, Justine. please stand, Justine. Thank you, Father, for Justine. Justine, there is a, there's a an anointing upon you for business, and it's generational. It is not just an anointing that has happened in this area or this season of your life is generational. I see three generations this anointing has come upon you to be able to do business. Now the enemy has tried to I see many things you've started and it didn't succeed, you didn't finish it. You started it and then you gave up and you tried the next thing, three, three different things. But God says this time you are going to finish. Now I see a new business that's going to be born in the desert. The desert means a period of dryness, a period where it seems like there's there's no way. And God says, in that place, I'm going to birth a business. And that business is going to accelerate like it's being born within a paradise, and so God's going to lift it up, acceleration is going to come from that, and God is going to restore to you, not just your name, but a family ma- name that has been, uh, has been taken through the mud, he's going to restore it completely to where it needs to be, it, this is a season where you have to walk closer to God than ever before, you cannot let go of God right now, He's going to take you through this. You are in, in, in the middle of it right now, but hold on to Him. He's going to take you through it. He's going to take you, get you to the other side as well. There's been people that have abandoned you. God says, hold on to Him. He's going to take you through this, and after that, He's going to start to put back into your life once again. Okay, bless you. Maybe see that. I want the band to quickly stand up, the entire band. They can all just quickly stand. The band, please stand. Thank you, Father, for them. What is your name, ma'am? Drea. Sorry? Drea. Drea. What do you do for work, Drea? A, a professional, what? Singer. Singer. What else do you do? There's there's another area that you are qualified in. What is that? I okay. Now I see the Lord wants to combine the two. I see two areas that are coming into one flow within one place. And I see God's gonna make it happen in the same area, the same place. Now you are not for sale. I see the world is trying to buy you over and over and over, and right now your life is in the balance. But I'm here to prophetically. Uh, i speak life over you to cover you to protect you you are not for sale you are not going to sell yourself to the world no matter what they have to offer you belong to god and so i i sanctify your voice this morning i bless your voice that that voice belongs to the lord not to the world and so i come against any form of flow where they want to disrupt and corrupt it no 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 it's a holy voice it will bring presence you know i this morning In the meeting, as we started to worship, I saw angels in the room. I saw them outside. I saw them on the roof. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what is this? And the Lord said to me, the angels are drawn to our worship to Him. And so when when we worship, it is a holy thing. Angels come in because they're drawn to us worshiping God. They're drawn to that sound. And so there's a holy sound that will come forth from you. It will not be corrupted by the world, no matter what the world has to offer. You need a breakthrough in your life right now, and God is saying, focus on Him. He's already taking care of that. There's already provision that is, that is coming, that is going to put things in place for you, but, but you have a holy calling. Stay focused on Him. There's nothing, nothing more precious than that. The angels came to listen this morning when you opened, when you opened your voice. There's nothing, nothing material can compare with that. Money cannot buy that. It's nothing more valuable than that what you have. And so I declare that you are protected right now, my sister. Amen. Bless you. What's your name, sir?
1: Kevin.
0: Kevin. What do you do for work, Kevin? Uh, I'm a professional baseball. Okay. You are the light of the party. Uh, What I love about you is the joy of the Lord is in your life. Very few people know it, but you've faced a lot of challenges and obstacles as you grew up. But the Lord's saying to me, he says, at the age of seven, he says, I visited him. And you had an encounter with God, you know, and that encounter turned your entire life around. The Lord has given you a sword in the spirit, and I see the name on that sword. It says joy. And so he's given you a weapon to conquer everything that the enemy tries to do against you. Every time when you take that sword out, when you take that joy out, it will break Every chain that the enemy tries to place around you or your family. Now the enemy's been trying to attack you, but he's he couldn't get it right. And because you keep on breaking through everything that he throws at you, but then he started to attack your family and those that are close to you. And the Lord is saying this morning, he says, He says, command the enemy to take his hands off. And so, brother, I stand in agreement with you this morning, and we command the enemy to leave your family alone. Leave your family you have chosen god you've opened up a door for god to visit your family i pray where they are your family your extended family no weapon that's formed against them will prosper i command the enemy to leave them right now there's two family members that you have there's been a battle for their souls um and i declare this morning they will come to christ They will stand with you in church. They will worship God with you. They will be in the same service with you. It is the two people that everyone said they will never, you know, they're they're too bad to be saved. God says, those are the people that I will bring into my kingdom. They will stand with you and worship with you, my brother. Okay, amen. Bless you. What's your name there, sir? Sorry? Joel, what do you do? Daryl. what do you do for work? Okay, not that you you are a man that is multi-talented and multi-gifts, that's not that's what you have. There's also art in you, there's all creation in you, there's so many things that you carry. But Lord is saying he's bringing to you a standstill in this season of your life and God is... He is uh, putting your priorities back into place. You've achieved many things. You've done many things. You've really lived a full life, but yet there's still a void and an emptiness inside you. And so God is saying he's going to take many things of you in this season. You can carry it well, but it's not yours to carry in this season. So he's going to make it lighter for you, and he's going to focus you on what is really important in this season of your life. Now, it's a season where God is opening for you of writing, to write And uh, God is saying it's time to pick up the pen. It's time to prepare yourself. It's time to set out the time for that. It is critical for you to start to write. There's creativity that's inside you that God wants to release. The same way we get these visions, it's God just flows through us with those visions. The same way the creativity, it's God that brings it forth. And God says, set out the time. And so I see there's responsibilities that you have right now, and God's going to lessen that to free up your time so that you have more time to be able to hear from the Lord and for Him to work through you. And so just put the time, set the time, set the place. I hear God says, He says, if you set the place, He says He will visit the place. He says if you set the place, if you set the time, if you, if you set at the time, he says you will visit that place. And from that place, you will start to birth things throughout, you know, throughout your life. Where's your wife? Where's your wife? Okay, God is touching her as I speak to you right now. He's touching her life right now. She's tired and exhausted. And God says he's quickening her. And so I pray for her body right now, blood, muscle, strength. uh, I just pray that strength will come to her right now. I see the Lord is raising her up again. He's putting back the fight inside her, giving her the energy specifically to be able to stand again and go forth again. Her time is not over. Her season is not over. It's a critical moment. And the body of Christ needs her. God needs her. And so I call her forth. Uh, this morning, as I speak to you in Jesus' name, Amen. What's your name, sir? Daniel. Daniel. What do you do for work, Daniel? Okay. I hear breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough uh, in, in your life. Have you ever been involved in the medical field? Have you ever been involved in the medical field? Okay. I hear God says that breakthrough is coming to your life. And the Lord's busy preparing you and setting you up. I see another door that is opening in your life. And I see the medical field specifically. And so there's two flows that are coming forth out of your life. And Lord is saying He's going to use that door and that flow to touch many people's lives. And so whatever has been done, has been achieved within that area, God says He's going to take it to a higher level and He's going to take it further than that. This morning as you stood up, God unlocked Visions again in your life, dreams again in your life. Is opening up your eyes to see. You are not a person that is doubtful. You are not a person that questions everything. And so I come against any form of doubt that wants to enter your life. That's not who you are. I call you forth to be the man of faith that God has called you to be in this season of your life. Okay, bless you. May be seated. I see a woman that is here. And I see your husband's name is John. I see John a person that john is not in the room right now i'm not i'm going i'm going to pray for that person right now not afterwards i see a woman that is here and i see john the person is connected to her john it might be your husband might be a friend a male john i see this person is connected to that woman if you are here just raise up your hand I have a friend a fr- a friend just stand quickly anyone else in this room sorry father-in-law. a father-in-law so you stand please you can stand both of you anyone else I have a sorry your son-in-law, stand. If you have any f- family, father-in-law, father-in-law. father-in-law. brother-in-law, brother-in-law. Yeah. and yes. just stand quickly. Yes. Stand. God's going to touch them <laughs> now. We'll <laughs> <Yes. laughs> see what'll happen. What's your name? What? What is it? Who's the person? Your son, John. Your son, John. Okay, stand. My husband. Is your husband John? Yes. Okay, <laughs> stand, please. <laughs> stand. This is a corporate word, and so. Uh, you just stand in for that person God's going to touch their life God will never reveal this and not do something about it he will intervene in that person's life right now reason why I'm seeing this person I see they are in a critical situation right now critical place where God needs to move in their life right now right now and so as you stand here this morning you are representing them so father I pray for John right now I pray for a supernatural move in John's life Father. Lord, I declare that John would come to know you and know your goodness, Father, and know your mercy. I come against any form of attack upon his life. I pray for a crop failure, Lord. Everything that the enemy is trying to do in his life, it will not, not succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. Thank you. Are you in the band right? Okay. What's your name? Kevin. What do you do for work, Kevin? You are what? Are you enjoying that? No, you're not. <laughs> okay. because uh, you have such an upright heart and your heart is to serve and throughout your life you've served people you've served other people's visions um, you're a servant and the uh, Lord's saying that this is your time for promotion your time for breakthrough God is saying this morning he says even the things that you did not pray for ask for is the things that he's going to do for you God says it's your time and he's turning his face towards you see all your prayers always going towards other people. You never ask for yourself. It's always, Lord, bless them, Lord, help them, Lord, intervene in their lives. God says He wants to intervene in your life right now. And uh, God is opening up your eyes and uh, showing you what He sees. All the limitations, all the restrictions is falling away from your life and is revealing to you what He has called you to be. It's a time for fresh vision. God's going to give you fresh vision in this season. I see the vision that God is giving you right now will be for the next five or ten years for your life that He will reveal right now to you. Okay? Bless you, sir. Maybe see that. What's your name here? Randy. Sorry? Randy. Randy. (laughs) Stand up, please. (laughs) Thank you, Father, for Randy. For you to be here this morning is a miracle. This morning, the Holy Spirit woke you up. This morning, the Holy Spirit drove you here. He brought you to this place. And I want to declare over your life this morning, you will not leave the same. You have set something into motion today because you have responded. God spoke to you, and it's, it's, it came in in like a little thought, a little idea, but you responded to that. And God's about to turn everything around. I see a, a, a storm that you're about to face on Monday. I see a, a setup. I see they, they're standing up against you. God says he's settling that storm completely. It's quieting down. Everything that's rising up against you is quieting down. You are not going back to a storm on Monday. You are going back to peace on Monday. As God says that the enemy has tried everything to corrupt your peace, but he's putting his peace back upon your life. And nothing will be able to steal that peace once again. Your sleep has been disrupted, not sleeping the way you should, and you're driving and pushing yourself and just existing right now. Lord is saying He's restoring that completely. You will dream once again, it will start to give you vision once again. You will not live in survival mode, but you will live in overflow. I declare it over your life. Bless you, sir. Amen. What's your name there? Yes. What's your name? Jim. Jim. Okay. Where's your wife, Jim? Uh, she couldn't be. Okay. So is it normal for this church to leave there? <laughs> <laughs> She's usually here. She's usually here. Okay. Thank you for, for being here, and thank you for pressing through, for um, really pressing through. It's not just now, but the story of your life, you are someone that shows up, always shows up, you always show up, you always show always faithful in that. And God is going to reward your faithfulness, and that faithfulness will overflow upon your entire family of what you've done. You've done a lot, of, a lot of things in secret, you've sown in secret, you've given in secret, you've, you've sacrificed in secret. And God has seen that. Now here, the Lord says, He says it's like a fragrance that has come up up to Him. It's like an offering that came up to Him, and He's aware of everything you've done in secret. But God is going to reward you in public for that and for for what you've done in in secret. I see the Lord is visiting your house, your household. There's a visitation that is that is coming. I see your house where you're living. I want to state to you that you're not moving, you're not shifting, you're not going anywhere. God has positioned you there. He has placed you there. The enemy is trying very hard to get you out of that area. He's trying to get you out. God says, no, I've placed you there. I've positioned you there. And you've become a light to that entire community, that entire area, just the fact that you are there. You're a man of prayer. You don't have many words. But when you pray, you shift and you move things. And uh, I I listen to just the way that you pray, driving in the car, the simple words that you're using. And as that word goes forth, it shakes it. Darkness, it penetrates darkness when you speak. God is saying that He is going to, uh, in my words, upgrade your prayer life. He's going to take it to a place, you know, as we pray, God gives us authority. And so He's enlarging your authority to be able to have authority and speak over more things. Do you have a son? Do you have a son? Two sons. sons. Who's the oldest one? Who's the oldest son? Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Does he serve the Lord? Okay. (laughs) I pray for Brandon right now. As I look over people here this morning, I see strings that are attached to them and attached to, to family that are not serving God. And God is saying, and that's why I say He will honor this meeting for us to come together. And this morning, I call your son back into the kingdom of God. I call him back. In fact, there is an assignment that God has on his life in ministry. He will make an impact in the kingdom of God. He might not be in, f- in full-time ministry as we understand it, but God to use his life and his hands to impact and touch many people's lives yes. out there. Yes. Okay? Amen. Bless you, sir. Amen. Cheers. I want to end before I give over. What's your name with the blue there? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Alex. Sorry? Alex. Alex, stand. Okay. What do you do for work, Alex? Uh, I do online operations for a uh, permit company, so I get permits for contractors. Okay. And where do you live? Yeah, I hear the Lord saying that he's moving, you're moving, he's moving you. Uh, God's going to put you in an area or place within, within where you live and also within your position of work where you'll have access to a larger territory. And so any form of limitation that is pushing you down, God is releasing you from that. I see you're working in an environment that is ungodly. But I hear the Lord says, he says, I've placed him in that environment. I've put him right there. God is within that environment. You'll become a mouthpiece for Him to encourage people, to speak to people. And out of the life that comes from you, they will know that there's a a supernatural presence that is upon your life. And many will come to know Christ through you and through you being in that capacity. There's a promotion that is coming to you and uh, the promotion is way above your experience or your age. They will say, you cannot have this because you're not old enough. And they will say, you're not experienced. But God says he's preparing the place for you. He's setting you up. It's a position of authority. It's a place where you have access to many people. Now, see that you are g- going from, um, from a, a, a office level or a city level to a national level. God is taking you nationally in where you are to be able to influence and impact the area. And so... You're moving in two areas. You're moving in where you're living right now, a different area, and then also you're moving in the position where you are. God is promoting you to a different place, same area of work, but God is promoting you in both areas to be more effective in what you need to do for Him. You've asked the Lord, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see more. You've asked for that. And God says that He is going to reveal Himself to you more and more in your life. I want to encourage you. I see an area where you are pressing in to see God. You're praying frequently in that area. You're pressing in. And God says you are standing right in front of the door. It's the right door. You've d- doubted a few times and thought maybe, maybe this is not it. Maybe this, and God says, no, no, no. You keep on standing. You keep on knocking on that door. You found a very specific area right there. And you keep on knocking there. That is the door that God's going to open to you. And uh, you are going to experience Him in a far greater measure in your life, sir. Okay? Bless you. I want to end uh, this morning and say to you that the church has been under tremendous attack globally. God's sons and daughters have been persecuted globally and God is not going to stand and watch all of this happening. See, a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but a thief can never be an owner. And so what he has stolen, God will give back. And this morning I started and I shared that there's a harvest. And I'm asking you, what do you see? Can you see the harvest? There's a harvest that God has for you. There's a harvest that God has for the church. Because whatever the enemy has stolen, God wants to give back sevenfold. He wants to put back. And God says, is there someone that can see what I see? And this morning, I pray that the Lord would open up your eyes to see the harvest that He's intended for you. And that you would leave here and you would say, God, I see what you see. I see what you see. I see what you have in store for me. And then God says, yes, you've seen correctly. And now I will watch over my word. Let's go. And He takes you by the hand. He says, let's go let's go back to that church, let's go back to that ministry, let's go back to that job, let's go back to that family. Now let's go back and let's go make it happen. And so suddenly there is acceleration that is coming. I've seen an increase of souls that is coming by the end of this year. People will seek God. We will not have to promote or, or, or draw people with our creativity and music and designs and speakers People will come back and they will have a hunger and a desire for the presence of the living God. They will seek to know the Lord. They will seek God. And I believe that by the end of this year that we are going into that place where people will see God. As Christians, we just keep on following God. We keep on serving Him. They will come. They will come and hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Bless you. Thank you, Pastor.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Prophet Andre. Wasn't that good? So good, right? Well, we want to bless his ministry, and uh, you know that's what we do here. Is if you give uh, to support his ministry, whatever he does, God, as I said before, he accounts it to you in heaven. Like you get to sow wherever he goes, you get to be part of his ministry by sowing into it. So the way we do it here is, um, if you're giving, writing out a check, just write it out to the Promise Church. Just in the memo, put Andre, um, or if you're putting it on an envelope, just put Andre on the envelope. Uh, but again, if you're writing out a check, just keep it to the Promise Church, at the end of the time, we will put together one check and give it to him uh, because, you know, we want to be part of what he's doing, and that was such a powerful word today that, uh, you know, even if you didn't get a personal word, I encourage you to come back tonight because, as you see, he, 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 you're going to have a little bit more time tonight. We're only going to do two songs, so we're giving more time to minister and an opportunity for you to come expecting to receive, uh, but even that word that he spoke was so encouraging, was so, you know, it was like, wow, that's, even if you just left off to that. That was powerful and and awesome, and you I mean to be around uh, to get to be. We don't get to see a lot of New Testament prophets come through that are have such an ear for what the Lord is saying in this time, and so accurate. So come out tonight. You know, there's a there's another celebration happening out there in the world tonight. I don't have to tell you what it is. You should pretty much know, and it's not a celebration of heaven or God or godly things. Just saying. So you have a choice tonight to come and be in God's presence, get a word from Him. So, you know, just think about that if you can. If you can, make it out 6 uh, 6.30. But uh, we're going to pray over the offering, uh, and then we'll receive it. Father God, thank you for Prophet Andre's ministry. Lord, thank you for the gift that's inside of him and the calling that you've placed within him, Father. Thank you for the accuracy by which he speaks, Lord. Lord, as we give today, God, we want to bless his ministry. We want to be part of what he is doing in this time, Father. So, Lord, we ask for abundance to come in for him and Jesus' name, we pray, Amen, Amen. Well, let's go ahead and receive the offering uh, while we do that. And um, you want to come up? Oh, over to you.
2: Thank you so much. So while we're receiving the offering, um, two things I just want to let you know: for those who are not regular at our church, we do have special um, filters. We have one here, one in the back, in Children's Church as well, that are uh, NASA technology. That are actually killing. Anything in the air, and uh, uh, sanitizing all surfaces, and so the air in this facility here is completely free of any little bugs, and even the COVID-19 original um, coronavirus. Um, th- these were invented by the NASA project that went to the to the moon and to protect their uh, astronauts. So. We got a hold of the technology, and we put it in the church so that everybody could feel safe. All right, it's quite remarkable. And then I'm going to ask Pastor Andre—I I mean, Prophet Andre—to come up and just clarify one aspect that I didn't want the people online to be confused about. When you spoke about impartation not being able to be received unless you're in the room, would you do that? Please come up. Just—I know you guys got a lot of questions, but being the teacher that I am, I love it. Yes, sir. Please,
0: please okay. Just
1: clarify.
2: I'm going to speak tonight on
0: uh, imparti- on invitations and impartations. We receive only through two ways. We receive by invitation or impartation. And I'm going to, this is the message for tonight. Now, when it comes to impartation in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, uh, Paul writes, he says, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Now, you can only impart what you have. You can impart something that you don't have. And so when we come together, God, uh, the church is still part of God's end time plan. So we're never going to get to a place where we will only have a digital church. The church will remain. The gathering will always be sacred when we come together. And that is because of that corporate corporate faith. Now, I have visions. God has given me visions. I have open visions. I have closed visions. And because I have that, I can impart it to you. Now, the way that I do it is I do it by raising your level of faith. And so the word says that faith comes by Hearing. 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 And so as I... As I, as I minister the word to you, I raise your level of faith, and then I'm imparting to you right here. And so the gathering is important for us to come to this place. Now, when we looked at in Acts where the Holy Spirit was poured out, he told them to come to a place, to wait in a place, to come together. And he, he was focused on that. He said to them, wait until you are filled. He didn't give them a time. You know, he didn't say, wait five minutes and leave. But we are, we are coming to a place in society today where we want God to do everything around us. And so where there's, no, where, there's, where there's no hunger and there's no honor, we are limiting the move of the Holy Spirit because we are oppressing the Holy Spirit. Um, Andre, we,
2: we have people uh, that are actually watching that are very faithful that tithe and support this ministry, but they're actually not in San Diego. People in Idlewild and people in other parts of California that actually watch our services every week and worship together with us. What I was concerned about is when you said there couldn't be an impartation to them, that they who are watching might have felt that they can't receive something, even though they're faithful tithers and everything else, but they're in another city altogether. Would you speak to that situation?
0: I I would personally encourage those people to to come once a year, to come once a year for a time of laying of hands and impartation. I still believe that that is part of it. We can never nullify that. And so those of you that are watching, it doesn't mean that you cannot receive anything. You're connected because you're sowing and you're in that ministry. But there is, when we lay hands, there's a different form of acceleration that takes place when you are in the room. You know, there's a, this morning, um, uh, there's a there's an anointing for this specific meeting. Yes, yeah. And uh, this morning, I didn't minister out of my anointing, abiding anointing. I ministered out of the anointing that's in the room. And so when we come together, there's a very specific task of what God wants to do right here in the room. And that is what I want those that are watching to participate in, you know, to make the drive, to, to make the sacrifice, even if it's once a year, but come receive laying of hands, be in the room, fellowship with the believers. We cannot uh, receive digital fellowship. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to go back to South Africa um, to be with my family. I've seen them for six months, but I want to touch them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to
2: be in the room. There's something right. about being in the room and in the place. Gotcha. Thank you so much for terrifying that. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, tonight's going to be something special, it's going to be awesome, and uh, we look forward to seeing you tonight, so, oh, there's no live streaming tonight, just to let you know, all right, so you have to be in the room. Thank you, Pastor Cindy. God bless you, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tonight, those who can make it out, all right? Don't forget Bible College tomorrow night is going to be great for you.